ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. I found um, a quarantine benefit that honestly won't mean anything to y'all, but it did kind of dawn on me. I have not been recognized by a stranger in six months. Now, I did go to the driving range this weekend with my brother, and somebody hit me uh, on the uh, Instagram uh, direct messages to say that he had seen me, but he ain't say nothing. But I've gone six months without having one of these conversations with a stranger. I got to say, not so bad. Not so bad. I do want to take a moment, by the way, um, and just since I mentioned my Instagram uh, direct messages, people send me some weird stuff over there, man. Some weird stuff. Because I don't really check that that often. I don't really traffic in that space, like, particularly socially. I guess I'm a lurker, as they say. Um, but anyway, I want to read something to you because it's in my Instagram direct messages. And I just want to tell you that these are the kinds of things that happen every now and then. And I did not reply to this gentleman on Instagram. Perhaps I hope that he is a listener and he can get a reply from this. Um, See if I can find this. Can't remember uh, exactly which person it was that sent this to me. Hold on. I, I thought of this on a drop of a dime. Therefore, uh, I was not prepared. You'll have to forgive me for my lack of uh, preparation. Here we go. Bomani, this is a stretch. But this is a picture of my older brother. His last name is Jones. He served in the Navy, attained his engineering degree from Howard, and lived in Ohio for years. He's deceased, but would have been around 62, 64 years old. He's been deceased for nearly 30 years. Before he died, he revealed to my mom he had a child. Unfortunately, we still don't know who this child is. I can't help but notice the resemblance between you and him. He was 6'6", slim frame, but never got involved with sports. His passion was art. Like I said, this may be a stretch. If there's no relation, it's cool. At least all doubt is removed. It ain't me, dog. It is, uh... It is not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the things that happen over in the Instagram uh, direct messages. I think the people like have this image um, or this impression that like my direct messages is like popping in a way that is simply not the case not 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 the not the case at all right i just had a reverse maury Pobert situation in my men in my direct messages does that happen to you 
that what you thought came with fame and fortune? Because I didn't. But guess what, guys? It is. Like I have to say, I personally would have thought that somebody would have tried to pop up saying that I was somebody's daddy. Not that I was somebody's son. Like, somebody popping up saying I'm their daddy. Now that, that I thought was something that came with fame and fortune. I, I thought that right there was part of the game. Absolutely. Saw that coming. The other direction? Don't really know about that. Don't really know. Anyway, let us move on to your question. You think Hank Hill would have voted for Trump? I mean, who? Who else do you think Hank Hill would have voted for? Like, 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 yes, I think Hank Hill would have voted for Donald Trump. Absolutely. Like, I want to know this again. Do you think that Hank Hill will, how about this? Do you think that there's any circumstance under which Hank Hill would have voted for Hillary Clinton? Like any situation at all? Because I don't. You ask, yes. Yes, Hank Hill would have voted for Donald Trump unless, unless, maybe, maybe, maybe this is the one circumstance under which Hank Hill does not vote for Donald Trump. All right. What if Bobby had come far enough along in his journey to live in what seemed to be his obvious truth. Which then forced Hank, much like Barry Goldwater, to look within his soul on that issue and perhaps change his heart in a way that thereby made it impossible for him to vote for Donald Trump. But let's be honest here. Doesn't that sound utterly preposterous? I did appreciate the question, though. It's a little deviation. I like that. Let's see what else we got here. Do you find your lack of self-deprecation slash humility a good character traits? Now, I got to say something there, buddy. I think you probably thought that you were just going to buck these shots off right fast. And I would just ha, 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 let it slide. But I feel like I should probably use this as an opportunity to demonstrate just how not self-deprecating or humble I am as I read your, your question word for word one more time. 
do you find your lack of self-depreciation? Excuse me, you didn't even say self-deprecation. Let me start over. Do you find your lack of self-depreciation slash humility a good character traits? Plural traits. I would actually like to take a moment to note that I do believe myself to be a little bit self-deprecating. But y'all know what to... I try to be self-deprecating, but it ain't my fault that I ain't no joke. Come on, y'all. As we have talked about before, I grew a whole head of hair to allow y'all to deprecate me. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that was the plan, right? I grew a whole head of hair so that y'all could deprecate me. And then it didn't work out that way, now did it? Like, how humble you expect me to be, baby? I'm asking you, how humble you think I'm supposed to be? I, I think I am kind of humble. Not like totally, because I think that's kind of lame. But I be having moments. You know what I'm saying? Let me think about this for a second. As we speak, I'm sitting at my kitchen table. And you know what's sitting next to me while I sit at my kitchen table? You want to know what's sitting next to me while I sit at my kitchen table? Emmy. That's who's sitting next to me at the kitchen table is Emmy. Don't you realize how easily I simply could have turned this camera to have Emmy in y'all's face all the time? Do you not see my colleagues on television with their whole setups and their backgrounds trying to show you all the awards and their little trophies and all of that stuff? I don't never do that, even though wherever I go, Emmy is right close by. But I don't do that. I'm not that type. And I believe that that reflects my good character. Anyway, appreciate the question. See what else we got here. Do you think these women talking about their sexual exploits for pro athletes amusing or just tacky? Well, let me ask you this question. If it was a bunch of pro athletes talking about their sexual exploits with these women and putting their names on it, would you find it amusing or tacky? I personally would find it to be tacky. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Dr. Dre's wife. What drugs is she on with $900,000 in entertainment? So I saw that thing on TMZ where Dr. Dre's, I guess, a strange wife is the way to put it. I forget how much money it is that she's asking for. And she asked for something like $20 million a year, which for whatever it's worth is something that Dr. Dre's rich ass can absolutely afford. But anyway, apparently when you like fill out the form for what you want the temporary spousal um, agreement to be, 
you got to fill it into some prescribed lines. And it's kind of hard to like make $20 million fit in those lines. So I guess some of those lines and them items wind up looking fat. And one of them lines was $900,000. What, $900,000 a month for entertainment? It was two mil a month. Two mil a month and 900 G's of it for entertainment. And so even with me understanding the thing about like it being, you know, the set lines or whatever it is. Think of the concert that you could book with a budget of $900,000. And you could have it in your backyard all for yourself for $900,000. Now, this is my question. I brought this up with people and... I mean, it's kind of hard to deny a pattern here, right? And what is that pattern, you say? And I guess it's really a pattern from a very particular point in time because he seems to have fixed this this issue. But Dre don't never seem to have his paperwork right, do he? Like, this would go down as the third time that bad paperwork has apparently cost Dr. Dre millions of dollars. Would it not? Like, I don't know what it is, right? Like I said, apparently that situation seems to have been fixed. He seems to have got his beats by Dre money, all of that, right? Like Jimmy Iovine is not doing him like Jerry Heller did. Apparently, you know, some lessons were learned at some point, but I believe that he met his wife like in the mid 90s. Right. And that apparently is when Dre was still out here like bullshitting on the paperwork. Sugar just got him, you know. I mean. I don't know, man. I just know this. I don't really know what is an appropriate divorce settlement when people have that much money. I just don't, because obviously both of them have more money than they'll ever need, right? Like, no matter what it is, both of them got more bread than they can do anything with. Both of them got way more bread than anybody can do anything with that's actually going to make them happy, right? But they got, like, houses with maid staffs and all of that stuff, right? They just just living in a completely different thing. And I do get this idea that if you ask your woman to quit working and then y'all decide y'all gonna split up for whatever reason— then, you know, the game say you got to keep up with the lifestyle that she's grown accustomed to or vice versa. You know, like that's the game. That's what it is. And so if you got an army of maids and stuff at the house, now you got to pay for her to have an army of maids. But for a dude like Dre, the only issue is legitimately pride because he's never going to miss the money. He never will. This won't affect his day to day one single bit but it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt bad like you like if you dre after that man you'd be like yo man you know they they kids is like grown i think they got the daughter at usc and they got an older kid that's like grown grown but yo man at that point like i can't never come to your house i don't ever want to see your car and please don't let me see your man 
please don't let me see this dude that you spending my money on. I mean, it ain't your money no more, right? It's y'all's money. Y'all made a deal. That's what it is. But that's, I mean, that just sounds like a lot to live with. Nah, nah, nah. That's, that's, whoo, whoo. That's got a sting, baby. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. How do you think your wardrobe will have changed after so long in quarantine? Do you have anything you're wanting to update or adopt? How's my wardrobe going to update? Let me tell you what I ain't spend no money on in this thing. Clothes. For who? For what? I don't know. I mean, like, I do... I do kind of wonder, like, what is fashion going to be um, when we get out of quarantine? Because I got no idea what y'all out here doing. My black ass is inside. And when I go outside, I ain't doing nothing that require me to get right. And you know why I ain't doing nothing that require me to get right? Because if I'm doing something that require me to get right, it means other people going to be there. And that's not what I want. Yeah, man, it says Superman is on extended timeout. What the hell I need to see the Superman for? Like, I ain't heard from the Superman. Actually, it's pretty interesting. I'm a little surprised. You know, he ain't just, you know, sending, hey, just seeing how you doing. I should probably check on him, man. Like, you know, it's kind of messing up the game. Except the one thing I got to say for my Superman is my Superman ain't going to be able to get that U.S. business, but that Superman's still going to be able to get that Europe and Asia business because they did what they were supposed to do over there. Like, in those countries that was acting right, I guess he's still going to be out here slanging suits. It's just over here that we can't do nothing about it. Yeah, man, I got no idea what what any of this is going to be. What, what the, like... Like, I've had the crib tired, and I don't even understand why. <laughs> like, I've been tired as hell this week. For what? <laughs> what I got to be tired of, right? You know what I'm tired of? It. Stuff. What it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, a couple weeks ago, um, I had the week of my birthday. I ain't really work out or do none of my stuff that much. And then the next week, I was just kind of bummed out for whatever reason and made me not want to do the stuff and i had to get back on it man now i'm back on it like that you know it's a chicken and egg conundrum situation about whether not working out made you bad mood or the bad mood making not work out or whatever it is but i've been back on it and it helps you know get a little blood flowing or whatever man now my knee's starting to hurt and you know i you know i felt like i got to this 40 thing pretty unscathed i ain't had no knee pain in a while i've been doing all these workouts i ain't really had no pain nah man now my knee like, I was doing a little split squat action today, and I was just like, damn, man. I feel like we all deserve a, we deserve a, we deserve a win. Where the hell the win at? Anyway, I don't know what the hell we're going to be wearing. I ain't, I ain't buying no shoes no more. I ain't doing none of this, man. I ain't doing nothing. Like, I might buy some stuff to do some yoga in at the crib. I ain't necessarily figured out what it is you're supposed to wear when you do yoga. It's probably not hooping shorts. This dude said, I need a personal trainer. What, where the hell am I going to work out with this personal trainer, asked Sebastian? What do you think I'm lending? What do you think? Do you think a stranger coming up in here? What do you think we about to do? Go to the gym? What are you, high? 
Dude said a Zoom session. I ain't paying for it. Dude, that's the app. Hey, what is the difference between doing a Zoom with a personal trainer and an app? That sounds like the same damn thing to me. See, it's interesting. I'm seeing people in the chat room talking about the things they started buying in quarantine. Nah, man, I stopped buying. I looked it up. I think it was for the month of July. Month of July, I had my lowest Amex statement. It has to be in like seven years. Has to be. Buy that stuff for what? Like one thing I know, I learned this a long time ago. Ain't no no purchase ever going to make you happier. Like it might do something you like, but I am very aware that spending money is not going to ever make me happy. All right, that's a lesson I hope some of y'all learn because it'll never do the trick, right? Never, ever, ever, ever. That's one of the worst drugs you can get on. Buying stuff ain't never going to make me happy, so I'm aware of that. I, 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 if I need it, I'll get it. Like, I, you know, some Amazon run on some stuff that I ordinarily didn't get, you know, when this thing first got cracking. But for now, spend it on what? On what? Goddamn economy contracting. Y'all out here spending money on bullshit. Like, and look, hey, man, I know everybody going through what we do, what we do to cope, whatever it is. I'm just telling you right now, just to think about this for a second. Ain't no telling how any of this going to break. If I was you, I would stop spending money on bullshit because the bullshit is not making you happier. And not a single person that's over here in this chat column is like, well, actually, no, it makes me much happier. Not a single one of y'all can say that, even those of y'all spending money trying to be happy. I'm just telling you, it is, it's just not going to work. I pass no judgment on you. But I'm just telling you, you just might want to stop spending money on bullshit. Appreciate the question. See what else you got here. Is 2020 the biggest waste of having Halloween land on a Saturday? Wow, had not thought about this. I don't really do the Halloween too big. But yeah, that's a L, man. That's not that's not a good thing because a lot of people really like to do the Halloween thing up and it would be on a Saturday and that would be great. But no, nah, that ain't going to crack. That ain't going to be what it is this year. Damn. That, yeah. Hmm. Let me tell you what I'm not looking forward to. Getting on the social media feed on Saturday. On that Halloween. Watching everybody complain about how they wish they was outside. And again, I don't feel bad for people. I mean, I don't, I mean, no, rephrase that because that's not even what I meant. I ain't judging people too much on it because I know these things are tough. But damn, man, there's a whole lot of stuff we just don't, we just can't do no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just can't do that no more. <laughs> like, these are the things that's going to happen. So, like, start coming to terms with this right now. This ain't going to happen. I saw in Los Angeles that they have banned trick-or-treating. And somebody was saying, well, what's the big deal? The kids are going to have masks on, whatever. Yeah, it's going to also be a lot of people just, like, handing over candy. Think about this for a second. Think about all that scary-ass shit they be telling you before you go out there trick-or-treating and telling you to watch out for, like, just in case somebody put a needle in your trick-or-treat bag. You know all them stories that people tell you about going out on that? You know what I mean? All that stuff. Them same people that try to have you afraid that, like, somebody is actually putting drug-laced candy in your child's bag because people just love to give away drugs. 
They not going to be scared of catching that shit, getting candy barehanded and given to them by strangers. Think about that. Hey, no, nah, man. It's just going to be a bad break for us all about this one. It really is. It's unfortunate. Appreciate the question. Uh, somebody in the chat room, Bomani Jones, a fraud, spent years lying to the world about his baldness. My dude, we all translate that into what it really means. And what it really means is Bomani Jones is so much better looking than me. Like, I don't know why it is that you think that your fraudulence in that statement does not scream out. I will say this again to y'all about the hair. I'll even show you because we here. Look at this hairline, man. If I was trying to get a Caesar with this, you telling me that y'all wouldn't have been clowning? Y'all absolutely would have been clowning. It just so happened I was able to get to a place to turn this into something that worked a little bit. And if you think I don't notice that some of y'all just a little salty that y'all hair don't do this curl thing that mine does every now and then, I can peep all that game too. What I don't understand under these circumstances is why you not happy for me where I am right now. Because I would be happy for you if this had happened. Right. So for a while, you know, I made some mentions of some things that could lead to a case of one chose to make it that Stevie Wonder is able to see. What I could never understand was why y'all wanted Stevie to be blind so bad. I would like for Stevie to be able to see. Y'all don't. And I don't get that. I don't get it. Like, I don't know if I'm just a better person than y'all, whatever it is. I'm not sure. And so in this case, I don't even really understand what it is. Like the G.O. dude that was in the chat room complaining about that. He don't even look like he bald unless he holding on to some old ass picture because he can't let go of the past. This is where I'm at right now. I'm doing this. Don't be mad. Now you start putting up. No, nah, now you're going to say that. Now you're going to say that. Now you're going to say that. Andrew said, we both got the same hairline. You giving me some confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about that, Andrew. And do whatever works. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be clear. Like, if what you got going works, you go ahead and do that. But I think this is something to keep in mind here. And this is going to probably bother the person that asked that one question earlier, okay? Just remember... Me and you are not the same. Just keep that in mind, whatever decision you happen to make. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. How different is your Thanksgiving going to be with COVID? That's the one that's going to hurt. Hey, man. I am a single man in New York City who lives a thousand miles away from his parents. Like, I've been doing downsized Thanksgiving for a while now. I don't really do it big, no way. That one, I do think that one's going to be rough on people, but the thing, it's going to be so bad, though, because it's going to be rough on some people who are going to make the sacrifice that's going to be necessary to kind of shut the situation down. But most people are not going to sacrifice. They're just going to flaunt this. And the thing that worries me with Thanksgiving 
is it specifically, it's not just that it's going to be a lot of people in like closed space. It's that it's going to be doing a lot of people eating buffet style. That's the part that worries me. Which just basically makes me feel like if one person in the house has it, everybody in the house going to wind up having it. Just because of how the food is shared. Like it's going to be real difficult for there not to be like a crazy level of outbreak after Thanksgiving. Because, and to be fair to people, there's going to, you know, there are going to be a number of people who have been really, really isolated for a long time. And the weather gets worse, people's moods get worse. Like, all, you know, all of that stuff ties together. Holidays take people to very emotional places, and people kind of need each other, you know? And that's the thing, I think, with COVID that has been the cruelest thing in the world. You know, you don't hear as much about these things anymore, but, I mean, things are happening now where folks need each other but can't really come together just because it's a really bad idea, you know? And so Thanksgiving is, I mean, Thanksgiving is going to be a tough one. Christmas is going to be in a similar place. Like me and, my, me and my brother were talking about, like, at some point, we just kind of, you know, my parents are old, man. Like, we just can't be all up on them, you know? And at some point, we just going to have to, like, jump in a car and go down there and stand out in the front yard, even if we only see them, like, for a little while. But that's what we're going to have to do. And it's going to be wild because, like, the way I'm looking at it is we're going to have to do that and then, like, be in Atlanta and, like, not see people. You know? And that's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But we, but we got to do it. And that's the part that I feel like is getting lost with a lot of people in this is we got to do it. My man says, take one of those rapid tests on the way down there. I mean, yeah, that's cool. If nothing happens on the in-between. And to be honest, like, my parents ain't going nowhere. I guess I'm going to need them to take one, too. Like, I mean, it's just a lot to this, man. It's just a lot. All right, appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got. Should we be taking the whole first week of November off? Because it looks like it's going to be a wild one for sure. I have to say, I had only suggested taking off the day after the election. But now that you mention this, the whole week might not be the worst idea. Huh. Cause it ain't gonna be good, man. It ain't gonna be pleasant, man. It ain't gonna be nothing we want, man. At all. Why do I need to go to who yeah, yeah, yo. You you might have been on to something, homie. Yeah, let's think about it, man. And, yo, people keep asking me about this news that came out today about Trump and, like, downplaying the virus and all of that stuff. And this is what I got on this. And I mean this sincerely because I don't really have a great answer to this. But, I like, I'm, I'm really looking at it and I'm saying. 
I'm not sure that that like bombshell news will sway anybody. And what in the world does that mean? Just about like the larger ecosystem of everything that news of this magnitude could hit the streets. And it's just another thing that happens. Like, yo, think about this. How long ago was it that that report came out about the Russians putting bounties on American soldiers? And that didn't stick. Like, look, that didn't stick, and people somehow thought that Trump saying bad things about dead soldiers was going to do it. I mean, think about that. Like, they, why can't we just have this election tomorrow? Like, why can't we just do this tomorrow? And I got to admit, man, I don't know the median voter. Like the average voter, I don't really be kicking it with that person in, in part because I don't be going outside, right? But I don't really know who this person is. And if there is an undecided voter out there, I wish you bring your ass out here and explain yourself. Hey, right, let me know. I'd also like to make this note. And I don't know what Bob Woodward is ultimately going to say about why he had this information when he had it and he didn't, like, share it. Uh-oh. I don't know. For the level of access that he got, because he got, what, 18 interviews with Trump over that period of time? I would imagine that one of the conditions of that access was that he couldn't drop stuff along the way. And so... If you're Woodward, is Trump downplaying the matter important enough that you scrap the whole thing to put that out? Like, you talk about to sell the book. Forget about to sell the book. This wouldn't even really be a matter of doing this in order to sell the book. It's Bob Woodward writing about Trump. Like, I don't really feel like any one particular thing, like if it wasn't this thing, it would be another thing, right? Like there's always going to be a thing out of a Trump book to sell, especially with that author, right? So, I mean, I would get the argument about like, you doing this to sell books, but this is a book that's going to sell what it's going to sell regardless. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't really think about it that much in those cynical terms. I think it's more about like publishing the book, releasing the book, if the book that he wants to write or the book that, and I think it's a look, a book that gets Trump on the record as many times as that book did is one that's going to wind up being important. I think for the canon, right? What's the trade off? If you're the person that plans to write this book, forget about the selling part. Also Bob Woodward is what? Like 157 years old. Like how much money we worried about here? You know, is that a condition of the access? And if it is a condition of the access, do you toss all that access in order to put that part out? I don't know. Like, I think that those are the questions to be asked more than how could Bob Woodward just sit on that? Like, there's probably some reasonable explanation as to why it could happen that isn't like entirely and coldly cynical. But even if the reasons are entirely and coldly cynical, serious question, what would have changed? Like, if Woodward had come out and been like, yo, man, this disease is airborne, Trump says it's not airborne, but he knows that it's airborne, 
and you got the tapes and everything, and then Trump comes out and says whatever Trump says. Like, how much would be different? Like, what would the people who didn't get on board with this? Because, look, as much as you can say that we would have, and I do agree that we'd probably be in a better situation if Trump had been more, like, front-facing about masks and stuff like that. I personally didn't need him to tell me to do that. And I feel like when I get out here on these streets in New York, most of those people didn't need nobody to tell them to do that. Or maybe they heard it from Cuomo. I don't know. But they didn't need to hear from from Trump that they needed to do that. The segment of people that needed to hear these things from Trump. Would Bob Woodward putting Trump out, putting it out there that Trump said that changed anything or do those people, because of fake news and everything else, do they demand to hear it directly from Trump? And if it came to time to hear it directly from Trump, would Trump tell them the truth? And the best guess is probably not. So the what if in this is fascinating. Like somebody mentioned over there that Bolton sat on the stuff for his book. See, I think the stuff with Bolton and them cats is a little bit different. So my thing with Bolton and Mattis and all these people that have done these interviews late, you know, later that lambast Trump. It don't sound like they was doing that much kicking and screaming at the time. And all of them could have gone through some like official channels and done something about it. Instead, they're all expressing it on the back end as regret. Like, I think there's a different argument that somebody can have about, like, questioning them and their intentions and what they're doing for that very reason. Like, these these people were in positions also to resign, you know? And I can understand the argument, like, especially if you're somebody like Mattis, to be like, yo, but if I leave, I don't know who's going to replace me. You know, like, I get all that. But I feel like those people were in different positions um, than what we're talking about here with Woodward. Like, I I just don't. I don't know enough about the world that Bob Woodward traffics in to have a definitive explanation for what I think he should or should not have done. That is me, right? I can't, there's a level of judging that I don't think that I can do there. All right, appreciate the question. I think I'll take one more here. I got to tell you guys, I was not sure I was going to give you 45 minutes worth. And it ain't because y'all are giving me great questions. No disrespect. I probably told this story before, but I'll tell it again on No Disrespect. This is the greatest No Disrespect I've ever heard in my life. Um, So when I was in college, um, our chaplain, Reverend Easley, Reverend Easley had a gold tooth and Reverend Easley was a Q. I mean, you put that together, right? Chaplain, gold tooth, and a Q. You got a little bit of a picture of the person that we're talking about. Reverend Easy was cool. He was all right with me. Anyway, one of my homeboys, um, he was talking to Reverend Easley about something. And uh, I don't remember how this came up, like what exactly the conversation was toward or whatever it was. But I just remember Reverend Easy looked at my homeboy and he said, and I quote, I know your mother. No disrespect. What?
I, we were 18 years old. Well, I was 17, but like, we were freshmen in college. No one was assuming di- disrespect. Like, no, nobody, nobody, nobody was thinking that. And now we got to think it. But we didn't want to think it. But now we got to think it. And my homeboy's uncle worked at the school and he was cool with the reverend. And my homeboy's uncle was on my homeboy's mama's side. And so I felt like he needed to go scrap it out with the dude. Yeah, yeah. He just dropped the no disrespect. And, like, imagine being the rest of us because we don't know what to do now either. Because, like, we know not to make a scene about it. We know not to laugh about it. But we didn't even really know each other that well at the time. He just say, yeah, I knew your mother. No disrespect. And, and, by the way, to this day, I don't think that the chaplain was trying to imply that he had any untoward relationship with my homeboy's mama. I think he was actually trying to make the point that it was all on the up and up. But that's the thing about no disrespect. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. Like, you got to start hard and early with no disrespect in order to push it through. Like, look, no disrespect. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm Look. I, I need you to believe me right now. It's no disrespect. And then get through the next part fast, man. Like, you know how much respect somebody got to have for you for you to say no disrespect and for them to be like, oh, okay, got you. Like, your word has to be the bondest. And somebody said, well, I know disrespect is perfect. You can be as disrespectful as you want. They really can't do anything. No, they can't hit you in the face. Like, they always can do anything. I actually think with all due respect is much better than no disrespect. Like, I had a thing with Doug Gottlieb a few weeks ago, and I said, with all due respect, I've been busting your ass on this topic for the, for the last decade, which is true, right? And he said, how do you say with all due respect and then not show me any respect. But that was the point. That was all the respect that he was due. You see what I'm saying? That's why all with all due respect is better than no disrespect. Because no disrespect requires them to believe it. With all due respect, I am making a statement about the respect I am about to not give you. There may also be some respect thrown in there. But if you don't feel the respect, it's not there on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Evening Jones. We do this thing a couple times a week. My man Gabe Bassain handles everything. Oh, no, wrong. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. I hit the button and sometimes I hit the wrong one. You know what I'm saying? Um, remember, if you can't, remember, if you cannot watch the Even Jones Live, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the iTunes store, subscribe to Stitcher Radio, check us out at SoundCloud. You can also find us at the Google Play Store. And talk to you guys in a week or so. Take it easy. <laughs>